Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Rise, the internet's number one gaming podcast. I'm probably lying about that. Just don't Google that. Don't Google that. <laughs> That's just true. We're just going to accept that as a fact. Andy, you accept that as a fact, right? It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact if you don't think about it too hard. But anyway, welcome back. As always, I am your host, Matthew, aka The Deadly Showman, and I am joined by our co-host here. <gasps> co-host? Oh, that's so fun. Hi, I'm Andy. Nice to meet y'all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you've been listening to any of our previous episodes, you know that we've been d- drifting away from gaming a little bit, but we that's been not inten- that's been intentional. We've wanted to discuss things that don't pertain to gaming. And we have some episodes planned in the future that again do not pertain to gaming. This is supposed to be a pretty open, freeform podcast. Some to d- are very important, let me just tell you. We need to keep talking about them. Raise the agenda. Monthly quotas, Matt, okay? I'm going to push the zombie agenda, don't you worry, Andy. <laughs> but today, no, what we're doing today is we are getting back a little bit to the podcast roots. We're getting back to gaming, but it's not going to be a deep discussion, deep dive on anything. We do have a couple deep dive topics we have planned for the future, but today it's super laid back. Andy and I, we're just going to reminisce on some of our absolutely favorite games throughout the years from when we were kids to teenagers to high schoolers to college students to present day. And we're also going to examine a couple of the games we dislike out there, why we don't particularly like them, why you wouldn't catch us playing them, or maybe why you would, but what would have to change for you to see us playing those games. I can't wait to shit talk Matt and Matt. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> you would not be the first person out there to shit talk Matt, especially <laughs> this year. Oh boy, did that game get some blowback. But anyway, I don't follow it. So you're going to have to enlighten me on, uh, you know, just fluff my feathers on why it's bad. Uh, this year, people are anyway, getting a little, sort of off topic, though a little bit on topic. We're going to be starting dislike order. People felt that it was just too much of the same. Like, don't get me wrong. Madden, me and Tarush discussed this a while back, but year to year is very much so the same game. This year, especially, though, it was very, very similar. They left out a mode that everybody wanted to be in the game. They didn't include it for some reason. It just really felt like they were phoning in the game. And Pete, there was a lot of blowback this year. Scandal. Oh, well. Yeah. I don't, I didn't buy it, so I'm not complaining. So, but Madden, a lot. Yeah. Madden, not on either of my lists, but I'll tell you, the game at the top of my list, and I'm, this is supposed to be in no particular order, but I'm going based on childhood. The first game I want to say that it's going to, it's on my list of favorite games, and it will never not be on my list of favorite games is Mario Kart. This game series, I'm not too big a fan of the newest one because I think it's a little too busy and involved, but you go to the classics, the one on the Game Boy or Double Dash, Double Dash is the best racing game ever. Change my mind. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm just quoting the meme, like, like, like controversial topic, change my mind. You know that meme, right? Oh, yes, of course. But uh, I, I don't know if I can change your mind on Mario Kart. So, like, okay, it's not on my most disliked list, but I, yeah, to me, it's a little bit too repetitive. However, I feel like that gives you points almost, right? Like, I, I, tell me why it's your, one of your favorite games. But is it because, like, you can keep grinding until you get good at a level? Is that one of the things? Because that's one of the things that I don't like about the game. Yeah, okay, so... My view of this game is distorted because of the, the reasons surrounding why I played it. It was one, the first game I ever played. I probably played, no, actually the first couple games I ever played were like Freddy the Fish on the computer. Aww. Like really, really classic game. Like Mine tr- was Duck Hunt. I had Duck Hunt and I had Pong. Pong was a very good favorite game of mine. That's classic. 
But the first <laughs> real, I say real game, like Frank the Fish isn't real. It's a bit of an educational game. The first real game I ever played was Mario Kart on the Game Boy. So sentimental value. But Mario Kart Double Dash, the four years I was at college, me and my roommates. So you, am I saying like, you don't know these guys. So me and my roommates, Alex, Jordan, <laughs> Caleb, we got so into Double Dash. There were nights, multiple nights where it was the four of us huddled around a GameCube either racing each other with all the wacky items. And then what it eventually evolved or maybe devolved into was us just try to one up each other to get the best time trials on all the maps. I'm not even kidding you when I say it got to a point where we were shaving tenths, if not hundreds of seconds off our time or even thousands just to be the guy at the top of the leaderboard. I will never forget. And if Alex, Caleb or Jordan are listening to this, they will never forget the day I took the number one time on Baby Park, I lost my fucking mind, Andy. I have not oh. felt that I've ch- That's a high I chase every day of my life. Oh my God, that's your Patronus. That's it. That's it. Like, they're, like <laughs> I've had other highs, but like that, oh my God. I, it felt so... I, I must have tried at least 100 times to take the time. Like, go, something fails, restart. Something fails, restart, restart. I became a master of the stop, restart, go again. Your mind must have gone like insane. And you don't even know what it's like to just have to walk away because you're like, today is not the day. <laughs> but it, like, like that, that'll lose like any kind of speed run. But you were trying to do that like every single time. Yeah, this is what the speed. Oh my god, is that what the speed run community feels like? Yeah. Oh it my has god. To. Okay, so I watched Dream. We're gonna talk about Minecraft shortly. But I watched Dream, and when I was watching one of his not his live streams, but like one of those streams where he beat a record or something, he. He pulled up his new world, and he would keep pulling up a new world every single time he got inconvenienced or he didn't like his spawn point or something. It would just be literally his entire Minecraft list was just new world title because he was just trying to do it so fast he wouldn't even name any of his worlds. You know? Like, it's just, he just replaces it every five minutes if he doesn't like it. I have a newfound respect. If that's what it's like, I now have a newfound respect for the speedrun community. Oh, God, yeah. Like, let's not even get started on the speedrun community. I feel like we got to start with games and then go into, like, game play. Like, how do we like to play our yeah. games? Let's yes. do, let's save that for next episode. How do we like to play our games? Yes. But, yeah. Okay, back to Mario Kart. I feel like you have some college-level perspective on Mario Kart, though, that you're not mentioning. I mean, it's... <sighs> It was just such a good game. Like, there aren't many games nowadays where you can gather around the couch and play with friends. That's kind of fallen off from the design standpoint. There are no more living room games, except for maybe a couple of Switch games. But that game, I can just, with two, three, four friends, can always go back to it. And like I said, it was time trials. You could set a time, brag to your friend, they would go set the time. They didn't even need to necessarily be there for you to bond over that game, which is insane. I don't have any other games where I can pull something up on my phone and be like, now you need to go play because I'm challenging you. It just, that game has a special place in my heart. I'm glad it's Mario Kart and not Smash Bros. I must admit. No, we'll, we'll get into fighting <laughs> games in a little bit because that's on my dislike list. Me too! Oh, I can't wait. Okay, we're, it's going to be great. We're going to bond. It's great. All right, so let's ping pong back and forth. That is like the earliest game that still has a massive impression on me that it's still one of my favorites. What's What are your earliest games that still has an impression for you? 
I have two of my like earliest childhood games. I'm not going to go into like my teenage first game because I think that that's, there's like a separation between wanting to play just for fun and wanting to play for entertainment, which I like. I know fun and entertainment are kind of like synonymous, but I think one of them is like you genuinely enjoy the game. You genuinely want to play it. It is the love of your life. Whereas if uh, like later in your years, you want to be like entertained by the story, you want it to, uh, you know, give you something to have fun with you know like you don't get fun out of the game you you expect fun so i'm going to talk about the games that i just loved unconditionally first of which was pokemon i think everyone loves pokemon and you know i cannot wax poetic about it because i haven't played it in a while but when i was younger oh man uh it was it was my solace it was great uh i so i like grew up having to travel a lot because um, my dad was navy we would move around and Growing up, I lived in Chicago, I think, when I first got into uh, Pokemon. And so we would have this really long car ride that we'd have to do to go to my grandma's house for the summer vacation and winter vacation. And every single time, I would just be playing Pokemon on the way over on my Game Boy. And so, (coughs) sorry, excuse me. My first Pokemon game was uh, Gold, Pokemon Gold on the Game Boy Color. So it's actually funny because Game Boy Color did not actually have color, I don't think. I think it was very predominantly like black and white style, or at least like the Pokemon game that I had was black and white, um, which is so funny. Uh, but then the game after that was like Game Boy Advance, and I had my Ruby, Emerald, and Sapphire, uh, you know, shindig. And Emerald is the best game. Love it so much. Um, but I remember distinctly like gold. I did not know how to win over the Pokemon. I didn't know that you had to like respect them and like treat them nice and everything. And I was like, why is my Bayleaf not doing shit? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I didn't think I could think the word shit when I was eight years old or however old I was. But I remember in like, uh, I think it was, it might have been Ruby. I had a Jirachi and that one also was a little shit. He would not be, he would not do anything. He was just obstinate. He was uh, Jirachi, you little shit. He was, uh, I hated him. Oh, he was so bad. But I was so proud I got a Jirachi because I would also watch all the VHS and DVDs from when I was a kid of all the Pokemon movies. So it was an entire fandom and it was my first fandom, but I never knew it was because I was so young. And this was like before I even discovered anime. I didn't even think that that was a thing. I just thought it was like, oh yeah, cartoons. It's just like a fun, fun little enterprise. And that's really what it was. Pokemon was like my first enterprise. So uh, that was definitely like my first game that really changed my perspective. And the same with like any kind of regular, uh, you know, handheld games. I think when I was younger, I played a lot more handheld games like the Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, the DS. Oh man, the DS and the DS Lite or, you know, the one that would give you internet access. That was my first taste of responsibility and adult privilege was being able to access the internet on my DS. My mom password protected it, but she eventually told me the password and I was like, yes, freedom. (laughs) This is great. Um, But yeah, so I mean like Nintendogs, any other kind of like DS game was like, really important to me when I was a kid because again those long car rides I would just play the DS or the Game Boy in the car I oh my gosh I know I'm rambling I distinctly remember on my Game Boy Advanced it would not light up because it was I don't know what the technology behind it was but essentially it um maybe maybe it wasn't the Game Boy maybe it was the Game Boy Color I think it was the Game Boy Color the one that came before the flip phone version of it the Game Boy the Advanced the Game Boy okay no the Game Boy yeah. and the Game Boy Advance both could not they had no light screen it was more of a yes display. that's it 
The Thank SP you. Okay, was I'm the so young. I haven't played it in a while. Yeah, I, I haven't played in a while. I think it was a Game Boy Color. It was like the wide PSP style uh, Game Boy. I, I forget what it was. But again, I was so young. I didn't really know what the games were, what the devices were called. And I don't want to look it up because I don't want to be wrong. Um, but I remember they didn't have any distinct lights, so I would have to play it under the street lamps as we were, like, going on the highway. So I didn't actually know what it was playing unless we were, like, under a distinct light source, and that's how I went through, like, our night travels. Like, oh I was just huddled up against the window, waiting for the light to come. I was the same way, Andy! <laughs> I, I actually, my parents actually got me, someone made an attachable light for the Game Boy Advance. I have distinct memories of my aunt and uncle's wedding, me, playing Pokemon on the Game Boy Advanced under the light of one of these attachable lights and the light dying and I couldn't play it anymore because I couldn't see I anything. Too. I have one too. The light was like so crucial to playing. But I, I think I used one of my book lights because I that was when I was also an avid paperback reader or I guess like hardcover reader. I had a literal book instead of my phone. That was That was when I actually had like a light for that and that's probably how I ruined my eyesight when I was younger. Oh my god. Oh man. Pokemon is also on my list and for many of the same reasons as you. That was I think my cousin actually gave me Pokemon Yellow, like which I can't I feel a little bit bad cuz that's probably worth something nowadays. That's a very old cartridge, but that oh, just yeah. my love of Pokemon. Only for me really Gen 1 through 3. Gen 4 and beyond it starts to get a little eh for my taste, but those first 3 generations classic. You cannot go wrong. I got to I think the 4th gen was Diamond and Pearl. Oh, yeah. Or- yeah, so I had Pearl, um, and I thought it was fine. I never actually understood the story. I just wanted to, I loved the farming aspect of just keep making my things the best things they could be. They were things. They were my playthings. They were my pawns. Do not get me wrong. I did not care. I wanted them to do what I said. Fucking Jirachi! Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so so that I think I think that was like my first taste of like farming sim or farming games. Um, that I really love. But that was like all handheld. And so handheld was my predominant childhood. My first step into console style was obviously GameCube. My uh, parents, my mom got my dad a GameCube for Christmas, or not Christmas, their anniversary, along with Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing was my first GameCube, my first console game, aside from Smash Bros, which we're not going to talk about Smash Bros right now. (laughs) but We'll save it. Well, we'll save it. Um, but Animal Crossing, oh man. the I don't know what about capitalism just enraptures my attention, but Animal Crossing was just a beautiful game for me to play when I was a kid. And we had we had the GameCube version. I forget which one it was. It was I think it was like Wild World. I, I honestly do not know the names of any of the, you know, Animal Crossing series, but that's the one where you had Rossetti, you had to get out of debt, you had a lost and found box. It was it was all grid based. And I just remember wanting to have like all matching furniture and making the most money and whatever. And one of the distinct memories I have was, mind you, my dad is a doctor. Like he has work every single like day practically. And so I just remember waking up, ready to go to school, and I come downstairs at 6 a.m., and there's my dad still playing Animal Crossing. Because <laughs> oh he started last night at 9 p.m. when he got home from work, and he needed to get to work at 7 a.m., so he stayed up all night playing Animal Crossing. Your and dad was... sounds like my kind of man, Andy. <laughs> oh, he still does this. He doesn't stay up all night because... Like he has a lot of responsibilities now. Don't get me wrong. He had it. He had responsibilities at the time as well. 
I don't know if my impression was wrong, but he has definitely stayed up really late playing Animal Crossing. But all he would do is pick weeds and fish. That's it. Uh, That's all he likes about Animal Crossing. That's it. I had Animal Crossing too. It's never, remember, kids, you're never too young to learn the final points of having a mortgage. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's oh, not a game that really hits home for me like i played it i enjoyed it not the best game to me but it, there's a lot of fun there i could see why oh, that definitely has a warm place in your heart i still remember my first animal crossing name it was gloria because i was very into giraffes and i was like it has to start with a g because giraffes and i was the giraffes was my like childhood favorite animal and so i remember i had gloria and she had sad eyes and she had brown hair, and I made her wear pink. And I had a pink house because I was really obsessed with the pink collection. Um, and it was great. And I always collect, I always collected everything, but I hated fossils. And so I really wanted one of the droids. Oh man, I have so many things to say about Animal Crossing. And they took out the droids in the newest Animal Crossing, and I'm so sad. But yeah, so okay, back to the you know, coming full circle to the point. Animal Crossing was one of the first few games that I like devoted time to, and I think that that was like a really a nice introduction into lighthearted uh, video games as a child. You know, so that holds a near and dear place in my heart. I think one of the first games that I ever really got into as a kid had to be Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. That game, <laughs> Andy, I can't tell you how much fun I had with that game. Honestly, if you had any question, was he going to be an engineer? All you need to do is look back and be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh man, I had I had uh I had what was it Zoo Tycoon? I had Zoo Tycoon. Uh, I had one roller coaster tycoon, but it was for the Wii, so I didn't like it. Eh, but yeah, keep keep, keep telling me about your secret uh, unadulterated love for roller coaster tycoon. Tell me so, all about it. So I love roller coasters. Can't even hide that. I love thrill rides, amusement parks. That like that drop in your gut. Holy crap! But you can't go to an amusement park every day of your life. And also, you're like ah, oh, this like this roller coaster sucked. I could do it better. And girl, let me tell you, I did the roller coasters so much better in Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the game where money was no object and you didn't have to worry about any real physics. I mean, you kind of had to worry about physics. Could it complete the track? You'd have to worry about the G-Force or whether or not this ride would literally kill people, which, by the way, I, like, I've been playing the game again. I designed a coaster that literally in Sandbox would kill somebody. It was amazing. In theory, it would kill somebody. Yeah, in theory, the the loops of death. Yeah, pretty much the loop de loops of death, and it was Wait, fantastic. Can, can you explain it? Can you explain right. it for whoever's listening? <laughs> All right. So essentially, that feeling you feel when you go into a free fall on a roller coaster—that's zero g's. Pretty much no gravity. Um, it's like being in space. You feel no gravity. Like you're just free falling. What, however, when you start to go back up, so you you complete the drop, and now you're going back up. You actually feel more g's. It's called. So it feels like they're. If you ever feel like pressed into the back of your chair. It's more gravity. Humans have a physical limit on how many Gs we can experience before we black out and before we die. I don't know what the what? You can die from too much G-force. You just kind of crush your body. Oh my they, God. Yes. That's so morbid. Yes, it is. I don't know what the number is, but I look. I remember looking it up and like, can I, can I outdo this? So I just built a coaster that the Gs were off the chart. Pretty much, if anybody rode this coaster, they would die. I also made roller coasters that would just not finish. And they collide with the like they explode because I'm a sadist, evidently. <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta go to uh, what's it called? Oh, I haven't been to Bush Gardens or what's the other ones? I don't know any oh, Six Flags. So, that's, Andy, that's a, 
Six Flags, right. the one in New Jersey, by the way. I understand there are a lot of Six Flags out there. It's the one in New Jersey. That's the one with King Daka. That's the best one. Do not okay. debate me on this. Okay, okay, okay. I only went to the Six Flags in like Illinois, but Bush Gardens has the Griffin, which lets you hang off um, the side of the dip for a second. You know how like there's a drop mechanism to a lot of roller coasters? Well, this one, it drops, but then goes upside down and inward. So you're literally like hanging upside down if you're in the front rows. And I remember when we went to Bush Gardens once, it was like on a Tuesday. I don't know why it was on a Tuesday, but we went and we did it four times in a row in the front row. It was so fun. It was so good. But anyway, TLDR, you and I need to go to an amusement park because amusement parks are my favorite. And you as an engineer, while we're waiting in line, will explain to me all of the mechanisms and use your roller coaster typhoon, whatever, tycoon? Typhoon. typhoon. Roller coaster typhoon <laughs> three. References to, to wow me and uh, make me afraid to die from G-force. Oh, don't worry. The, they're under extreme scrutiny. Don't worry. The odds of you dying on a roller coaster are, are low, but never zero. <laughs> no, yeah, but so, uh, so, Oh my gosh. Did you want to be like a roller coaster designer when you were uh, like an adult? But, you know, did you dream of that? As a kid, yes. Now I have different engineering aspirations. Not, not the point of this podcast, but like as that little kid, like, <laughs> I want to build roller coasters. I want to do it. That, that was me. Yes. So Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Gave me that amazing outlet to probably that's the earliest I ever stretched my engineering legs. I'm really going to say was building because the coasters would fail and I have to identify why did it fail? Oh, it didn't have enough speed or it took too many turns or um, this piece of track doesn't like I actually had to troubleshoot the coaster. It was the earliest engineering I ever did as a kid. So to those of you who say video games are a waste of time, parents, but some of them are. And Andy and I discussed this in a previous episode that they can be, but some Unlock your kid's passion. Don't be afraid. There you are. You're an engineer now. Uh, myself, I just did computer science because I was afraid of failing. Oh, that's In not life. worth it. No. All right, I'm going to ping pong it back over to you. Next game on oh. the list. It could be in any particular order. Go. Okay, let's... Well, you said ping pong. I just want to, you know, uh, honorable mention pong. I was so obsessed with that game. It is so simple. But, you know, there's some beauty in just like an arcade style game, but like in the comfort of your own home. So I don't know. Pong is an honorable mention. But and, oh, I'm, before we move on, Andy, if you want to lose your mind, as a part of a project back at Maryland, I literally built Pong on an Arduino Uno. Wait, send me send me whatever your project was. I want to see it. I, I better still be on my laptop. You also need to have I forget. There's another script you need that's like to display the Pong. But I will share it with you. I'll try to share you whatever I can. Technically advanced. You can just tell me to import whatever, and I'll do it. I, I will. I'll share it with you. I'll tell you what to hook up to what, and you can go play pong for yourself against the. I built it against the computer. I literally built a computer to play against. Oh my god! I'm so happy. Okay, cool. Back but anyway, to you, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Pong. The next game on my list is um, my first. PC game, and I'm going to call it like my first PC game because this was the one where I had it downloaded off of Steam, never worked with Steam before. It was back in like 2009 or 2010, um, and my cousins were really into it, and they showed me like a little clip about it, and I was immediately hooked. I thought it was so cool, and I wanted to be just like my older cousins, and so my first PC game was Portal. I Don't get, Sorry, ma don't get mad at me. I've, no! I've never played Portal. I'm Matt, 
Sorry. If I it's on my list. I'm going to play it eventually, but I've never played Portal. I'm so mad at you. Sorry. I don't mean to ruin the podcast. <laughs> I, I rescind my yelling. But also, Matthew. Oh, I'm so mad. You don't even. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, at least. Okay. I thought you were going to say I hate Portal. In oh, which case, no, 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 no. Cool. Okay. Okay. We're not there yet. But if you did, mark my words. I swear. You were on my hit list. But anyway, uh, you haven't played Portal. I think you should. It is not advanced. It is definitely because, you know, Portal is based on the Half-Life mod packet. So in Half-Life, um, and I think there's also a bunch of games that use the Half-Life mod to just make their own game because you can build a bunch of aspects about it. Um, and the mechanisms are still the same. Um, but I've never played Half-Life. I just remember that everyone got it for free at some point on Steam. Um, but Portal itself, the storyline, very succinct. I said it correctly this time. Succinct. succinct. Uh, fuck, I didn't say it correctly. You're good, succinct. you're good. Succinct. Okay, I would say succinct if I had my way, but I'm trying to learn. Uh, succinct. Uh, it has a very succinct storyline. It's, uh, I've done the speed run for it. It took me less than three hours, about two and a half hours, I'd say. Um, it has a little bit of, like, you know, fandom behind it. It's got, like um the song that goes at the end of it the cake is a lie there's a bunch of like hidden jokes that only if you've played portal are you like hip to and it brings me like a little bit of joy to be like oh yes i was part of this portal community for a little bit that was my introduction into like you know having a following of a game and so at least with portal i remember playing it once and it was my first game that was like a story-based game where i had to complete levels um and that always like appealed to me the fact that i could like complete a game based on like story alone um but then after that it had a big puzzle element you had to solve a way to get out of that level and then afterwards you had like the fight or flight instinct of trying to escape gladys it was it was great and uh it was very easy to understand as well from like a young standpoint um you know get out of the level escape this person Orange and blue. That's it. So I think uh, Portal is amazing. And Portal 2 was also just as good of a sequel. Uh, and I think a lot of sequels or a lot of like remakes or, you know, next level games don't really do the original justice. But I think Portal 2, it introduced some new elements. Um, it referenced a lot of things from the previous game that were like really nice tidbits and Easter eggs to, you know, the entire Portal series. Um, and very similar to Half-Life, there was no Portal 3, which makes me sad. Um, but I, I think, like, the storyline is really awesome, and uh, I can always go back and play that game, and I know I can either put it down or I can complete it, like, in a day, both of the games. So it, it's always, like, a really nice game to go back to and always appreciate, because there's the voice acting is good, the puzzles are good. And, you know, you can always do them faster. It's almost like a way to mini speed run almost because it's a very quick game. Oh, man. Portal. I got to play it. Like, it's also a, one of those puzzle games. And I know that that's my shit. Puzzle games are my shit. So. Oh. Typhoon was your shit. Typhoon was my shit. And <laughs> I, I, I know you said there's no Half-Life 3, but there is Half-Life Alex, which if you ever get the chance to play it, holy shit, you got to play it. Let's play uh, Portal Matthew. It's going to be Portal 3. Portal Matthew. Portal Matthew. <laughs> I'm going to build Portal 3. I'm going to do it. I feel like I would be the guy who just with, out of with, sheer boredom to do it. With Roller Coaster Typhoon. You have roller to Coaster Typhoon roller coaster. 3. <laughs> no, it's got to be Roller Coaster Typhoon 
Matthew. Roller coaster typhoon. There's Matthew. no roller coaster. <laughs> literally just typhoon. It's literally just typhoon. It's typhoon. Number one in Steam. It's like Sharknado, but the G's kill you. Oh, oh, Andy, you're giving me too many ideas. I'm sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I'm starting a roller coaster tycoon series on YouTube. One of the videos. Will be, it will, one of the videos is going to be titled "Roller Coaster Tycoon." I promise <laughs> you. <laughs> Good. I, I I wait. Can I do the voiceover for that one? Can oh, I, just I will. On what you're doing? Yes, I will get you on. I will let you. Do, I'll share the video with you. Like the, I'll just cut out all my audio and you narrate what you're seeing. Yes. Good. I'm glad. I will never have seen anything. Well, I want to support you, but if you want, I don't have to see anything beforehand. I can just be like, I'm making my death coaster. Oh no, forgot this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I <laughs> will rope you. Uh, oh my, you're giving me so many ideas for being like, I record the whole video. Then I cut all my audio. Like I don't record my voice. Then as you're watching it, you dub the audio like you're playing it just to see yeah. what the result is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would okay, be a funny future, experiment. Future YouTube episodes set aside. Uh, oh, and Portal Matthew set aside. So uh, let you, me no, you play Portal. it back to you. No, you can play Portal. Send me all the footage of you recording it and I will just narrate yes! like I'm the one playing Portal. <laughs> Love it. You, you're going to be so surprised. It's such a fun game. Oh my God. I think we should actually try doing that. But back okay. back to our list. We always go on tangents, but they're damn good tangents. I, that'd be, I want to do this. That actually, I want to make those videos. But anyway. Good. good. <laughs> so those are your first PC games. Funny enough, I guess I started on the PC by default. I was playing Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 on a disc. I want to point that out to people. That's how long ago this was. On an optical disc drive. I don't know the last time I saw one of those is. So take it easy. Actually, hey, no. you said you know you said to jump in whenever I remembered something. Uh, he said this off off mic earlier, but Carmen San Diego was my first PC disc game, and I know I just said oh Portal was my first PC game, and it was story and everything. But that's like the first one where you're like moving the person. It was the first first person thing I did. Before then, I would play so many like Carmen San Diego games. And, and, you know, Magic School Bus style, some learning game. But this one was basically puzzle-based. And you had to find Carmen Sandiego through time. Oh, my God. That was so fun. I, I loved that game so much. Carmen Sandiego was definitely, like, my first PC games. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? If, you're, if you don't understand that reference, you're too young. I'm sorry. We you don't sound have, like a boomer. Matt. I am, a, Andy. We've been over this. I am a boomer at heart. Stop alienating the younger gens. Listen to all it. the eight-year-olds out there. Go Google where in the world is Carmen San Diego. If you ever have it, play it. If you ever have the chance, I'm going to tell you to play it. I don't know if it's on Steam or something. If you have to go find yeah, the disc, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I love Carmen San Diego. It was so good. I also got the game for GameCube, I think, or PS2. Um, but that one you actually had to play as a person who was like a spy trying to find Carmen San Diego. And I got like three quarters of the way through it don't finish games i get bored of them or like i move or something because i did that a lot as a child it really affected me uh <laughs> but i definitely like half finished a bunch of games which sucks uh, i don't think i ever have there's only one game i've actually oh there are actually on my list of dislike games there are games that i've started and never finished we'll talk about that though a little bit later so let's go to your next game uh you said what uh cario mart you said roller coaster typhoon uh what's what's your next one so i'm trying to go semi-chronologically here like as i like grew up after gamecube was my first console too on there was also i don't want to harp on this too long legend of zelda 
Most specifically, I was not a part of the Ocarina of Time generation. I like just missed it. Or I was there, but I didn't have the N64, so I didn't get to play it. My first Zelda game was Wind Waker. Personally, Ooh. I still love Wind Waker to this day. I think that is one of the most underrated Zelda games of all time. Funny enough, as a kid, I can never beat it. Like I, I would get to one of the temples and I just, I got too scared. Like there was a part I was too scared to do. I don't know, I was immobilized by fear. Then like five years later, I went back to the game, got to the same point, said, fuck it, I have to beat this game. And I completed Wind Waker. That was a real, I, that was a sense of accomplishment to me, like beating Wind Waker. Cause it took me five years to do it. So that's another game that holds a special place in my heart. And to a lesser extent, Twilight Princess, only because that was one of my first Wii games. And I will always remember it fondly. Okay, I just Googled The Wind Waker. Is that the one where you had like a Toon version of Link? Yeah, Toon Link. <sighs> Toon Link. Okay, so Toon Link is fine. Breath of the Wild is amazing. The one Legend of Zelda game that I played was Twilight Princess. That's that, the one. Twilight Princess, it to me, like that is the most mature Zelda game they've ever made. And I, I understand why they can't make it again because they're trying to market to children and it's not exactly a it's not that kids can't play it it's but it is more like that edgy maybe t for teen i would give anything for another twilight princess style game i liked it a lot i just remember i got to the point where i had to get the heavy boots in order to get through the lava question mark i remember playing that because it was in seventh grade and i had just like i just paused the wii game in order to turn to my parents and say yeah dad i don't want to go to church school anymore and he's like you're old enough where your religion is your own responsibility. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I don't have to go to Sunday school. He's like, if that's what you want, if that's what you think. And I was like, okay, cool. And I turned back to Twilight Princess. (laughs) 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 Twilight Princess was the way I I, uh, said no to God. Everyone rejects God in their own way. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was Twilight Princess because I wanted to play more Twilight Princess. Listen, guys, everyone rejects God in their own way. Yeah, so that, that's my that's my little tidbit into Legend of Zelda. I haven't told you that before, did I? No, I love that story so much, Andy. You have no idea. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I just remember. I, I remember like as a kid having to go to Hebrew school and having to put down the video games. I wasn't allowed to say no to God yet. Oh yeah, I <laughs> I just I forgot that uh, Jewish families have to go and learn an entire language in order to say that they're Jewish. I, not that we're going to have that conversation. We can save that for another time, I feel like. But uh, yeah, I never had to learn like Latin or anything. My dad had to learn Latin for Catholic school when he was a kid. Oh, that poor um, bastard. Oh, yes. And because the ser- the sermons were in Latin. Okay, oh. we're off topic. <laughs> okay, getting back. I was saying, yes, you're right. Glenn is Zelda's special place in my heart. But the so I got the GameCube and Wii first and eventually... All my friends were on the PlayStation 3. I was like, I, I can't, like, I love GameCube, but I want to play with my friends. I made a deal with my parents in seventh grade that if I got all A's, I would get the PlayStation 3. I got all A's in seventh grade. They were like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He actually got all A's. So they, they had to buy me a PS3. And the next game that has a sentimental place in my heart, this might be marred at a little bit of controversy, and it was one of the first games I ever got on the PlayStation. It's the Call of Duty series. But it very, very, very much so depends on which Call of Duty we're talking about. Uh, so yeah, Call of Duty 4, Call of Duty World, uh, World at War, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops. I will die, like the hill I'll die on, those were the four best Call of Duty games of all time, and they are the height of shooters in general. I don't think anything has come close to matching them yet. They were 
amazing for many reasons. So one, they're the I mean, first way to go into them. Yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. That was the first multiplayer game I ever played where I was playing with people online over the internet. That concept was foreign to me. I was like, holy shit, you can do this. I was playing with a friend from school. Funny enough, two of my really good friends who I, right now, I've been friends with them since eighth grade. I met them playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So I was playing with, if they're listening, uh, my friend Mark. He was the one who had the game first. He had the PlayStation first. He's like, you got to get this game out. You got to get this game. I hop, I'm like, yo, Mark, I have it. It's so much fun. He's like, cool. Oh, also, this is uh, Nick and Keith. They're in our grade. They go to school with us. I'm like, oh, hi, guys. I had no idea who the fuck they were. Just to just be polite. And that was all she wrote. I've been friends with those guys ever since. And then just moving. I've met, no, I've met these guys, right? Nick uh, and Keith, at least, right? You, yeah, you've, you've literally played with Nick and Keith before. You know exactly who I'm talking. And Mark was. Oh, your, yeah. So and, cool. and Mark was, uh, remember the Markiplier in that one game of Among Us we played? Oh, my God. I've met all of these people. You've met all yeah. of them. Yep. Oh, that's so nice. You introduced me to your really young childhood friends. Yep. And then moving forward, so um, World at War, I actually played that on the Wii first because I didn't have the PlayStation yet. That was my first intro to shooters, like first-person shooters, tons of fun. Then Modern Warfare 2 was the beginning of, so someone let's say this is going to say I'm a nerd or I'm a dork, one of the greatest moments in my life where every single day after school, me and all my friends would go home. We would all hop on Modern Warfare 2 and we would spend the next two, three, four hours just grinding away on Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. I have Adorable. nothing but... Again, you're going to sit there and say like, as, as I say this as a 25-year-old, absolutely no regrets whatsoever. I think that was some of the most fun I ever had as a child. And you might say that's ridiculous. You're playing a video game. You go outside and play with them. It's, we played outside. But it's a school day. You can't go play outside after every school day. You have homework and shit to do. So we'd go home, maybe do a bit of homework, and then just hop on and grind for hours. Like, and what if it's raining? And what if you stubbed your toe? And it, what if exactly. you, you didn't want to go outside? Exactly. So Modern <laughs> Warfare 2, amazing. Not to mention, I'm leaving this out. The story was fucking fantastic in that game. No spoil. In case you still haven't played it, no spoilers. It's got one of the best stories ever. And then the spec ops was the co-op mode. Incredible. Just incredible. Me and Mark actually grinded through a lot of spec ops together to get three stars on everything. Fond memories. And then Call of Duty Black Ops, which to, my, to me was the last great Call of Duty. It was, again, everyone going home, grinding after school. But on top of that, this is when, in my opinion, Call of Duty Zombies peaked. I think these were the best maps ever. There were nights where me and my friends would stay up. I still remember this. Me? Uh, some friends you have me, one of my friends named Brian, one of my friends named Andy, we hopped into an online match of Ascension, a zombies map with a total random stranger. We were going, it was 2 a.m. Brian had to hop off, but he's like, I don't want to lose the progress. I want to keep it. He went and sat in the corner of the map. He would die every single round. He was just like our key, like the zombies were coming. I think we eventually ended up dying at 4 a.m. in the morning. Or maybe oh it was Andy God. who had to leave, but Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies, we grinded that for hours on end into the wee hours of the night. Nothing but great memories with the Call of Duty series. Well, I have Amazing. opinions of present-day Call of Duties, and we'll save that for the dislike games, but holy shit, those like four, three, four years of Call of Duty were some of the best times I ever had with video games. It was my foray into online games, cooperative games. 
I loved it so much and I still look back fondly on it. Your passion for Call of Duty Black Ops or Call of Duty zombies in general, it just warms my heart because uh, I too also have fond memories of Call of Duty, but mine specifically are Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Zombies Edition because uh, I think I was in my first few years of college and I had this like later down my list, but I don't mind mentioning it now because you just mentioned Call of Duty, but uh, I... You know, I went to college. I didn't really talk to any of my high school friends, but the two that I did, eventually we started like, you know, hanging out every six months or something. And I, we eventually had a group called Zombros on Messenger. We just like Aww. came up with our group. It's really adorable. We also have a Discord called Zombros. I haven't messaged it in a while. We haven't really talked in like a year or two, uh, but I still like try to keep up with them. Uh, and when I was first in college, I would come over for like my first hangout with Michael and Joseph, their names were Michael and Joseph. And we hadn't really hung out together as a group of three, but eventually we realized that we had so much in common. And one of the things that they, we all did together was play Black Ops 2 Zombies. And the reason I say Black Ops 2 is it's very specific to a map. We would only play the town map because it was very easy to do the cheat where you can get all six perks and they would just carry me the entire time. I was so bad at first-person shooter. Like, I, the, the ability to move the camera, aim and shoot. Like, don't get me wrong, I can do that all at once. I don't, like, not move and look at the same time. But it was such a new mechanism to me that I had a really hard time. And also, I was really scared a lot of the time. Because I was like, oh, no, I'm dying and I'm bad. <laughs> uh, I also didn't understand the mystery box. Eventually, okay, I understand it now. I want this to be known. I know how to play it now, but at the time it was definitely a learning experience and my friends were just so happy to carry me. And those, those are really nice memories to the point where like, we kept it up as a tradition for like two or three years. Every six months we would just come over, gossip. We would gossip. Me and these two college level boys would just gossip about anything and everything. And then we would play Call of Duty Black Ops 2 zombies for like an hour or two. It was great. And then eventually we, I lost black ops 2 so now i just play black ops 3 zombies which just is not the same <laughs> but it's still great fun you know i know but did you ever play black ops zombies or no not the right not the original no not black oh. ops 1 i guess was it good it i have to when we can actually see each other again i'm going to come with to your house with my playstation 3 when i was home andy i had my ps3 i have all the original black ops zombies maps it plays so well every single map they made was fan fucking tastic all right i'll take your word for it i only played black ops 2 and 3 and even then i didn't play the original i just played zombies and then i didn't want to do a story for zombies i just played the first level oh 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 what's the black ops 3 map the one that starts with k uh there's kino der totem but that's not black that's ops 3. oh that was oh, a flat that was the first map for black ops zombies for example Kino de Toten is in Black Ops 3, though. It is as a remaster. Like, they remastered it. it. It plays, it arguably plays better in Black Ops, though. Like, when we can see each other again, I'm going to bring my PS3 to wherever the hell you are, and I'm going to show you. <laughs> well, I only remember playing Kino in Black Ops 3. So maybe I am familiar. Because that's the one with the theater, right? Yep. Yeah. So I remember that one. But anyway, yeah. So that also has like a good warm place in my heart i love it, it's all based on like multiplayer that was the first one where i would sit down and play with people in a like in the living room you know yeah, um the first like the introduction of uh living i forget what they call them uh split screen games. it's like split screen yeah, slash living room yeah, yeah. games yeah. Anyway, so I want to give my quick list. While you were talking about Call of Duty, it just reminded me of three games that 
were the hallmark of my middle school years, aside from Portal. Because I think Portal, you know, it gave me a love for a story game, but you really only play it once. The three games that took a long time to play for me, um, I'll list in order and I'll talk about them. First one, Kingdom Hearts. So there was Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Kingdom Hearts 3 recently came out, but I haven't played it. Really? Uh, and I really should. I know. And it's because I was like, I need to play the first, the second, and all the in-betweens uh, before I play Call of Duty. Uh, sorry, not Call of Duty. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. But Kingdom Hearts was so good. I came from a big Disney family growing up. I, I'm not into Disney, or I wasn't into Disney at the time, but I really loved um, fighting with the Keyblade. Uh, to the point where like, I had my own little Keyblade. Not little. It was very big. It was a literal prop Keyblade. Because... Uh, you know, I wanted it for Halloween. Uh, but I loved, loved Kingdom Hearts. I didn't even play Final Fantasy. Um, I just really liked the game mechanics of the combo moves you could do. And this was like my first grinding level game where you had to like be strategic about what you wanted in your party, which Disney characters you wanted. I always added Hercules or Tarzan. Uh, they, they were my go-to third party members. Uh, but I remember I always retired Goofy because Donald was so just like trigger happy with his magic and healing that like Goofy was rendered useless because he was based in defense. And, you know, I just kept whacking until the thing was dead, uh, <laughs> which was so fun. So Kingdom Hearts is definitely like a huge, like it was a story game. It was a grinding game. And I, I love any game that has to do with like farming. Um, but I do get tired of them after a while, which helps because then I don't devote all my time to it. But Kingdom Hearts was definitely like a very, like that was one of the games I actually, oh no, I never completed Kingdom Hearts 1. <gasps> oh. No, oh my God, I remember I accidentally went and I tried, I tried replaying the game recently because I, I played it on the PS2 and I remember I got stuck at the last level with Ansem and I was too low of a level. But I was already trapped because there was no way to escape in order to grind more levels. And so either you could stay in that confined space and grind more levels, or I don't I don't know what the other alternative was. But all I know is that the I couldn't leave, or I had to fight Ansem, and I was too underpowered, so I never could complete it. But I was on the last level. That's so frustrating. No. <laughs> so what I I played all the Kingdom Hearts when Kingdom Hearts three launched. It launched with a full package of all the games. I got the whole package. Fuck me, those games were hard. Holy it was shit! So hard. You had to. You had to know. You like, know. This is supposed to be a game for kids. What the what fucking kid? What fucking kid was playing this game? It was so hard. I know the fight you're talking about. I was on yeah, that fight. Yeah, at the end, two or three different iterations of yes. you fighting a beast. I think I must have spent hours, literal hours on that fight. Days. I have spent days trying to fight that thing. I remember I would play it relentlessly for weeks and I could not beat him. Eventually, I just rage quit. I couldn't play it anymore. And then I, I realized, oh yeah, I can grind by like, because I had the save point right outside the Ansem, the Ansem point where you would go to the beach island. Right before then, you had a little doorway that would go into this room that would spawn a bunch of Heartless, right? Yep. And so that was the way you were supposed to grind if you weren't a high enough level. But I... That's so boring. No, like, I, I love grinding, but as long as I'm going somewhere, if I'm in the same spot, it's not interesting. Holy shit. I, I had to actually, I memorized the whole, borderline the whole fight. Like, like there's always like a video, a uh, visual or an audio cue for what's coming. I had to memorize those cues, know exactly what to do. If I missed one or two inputs, the fight was over. 
Holy exactly. Shit. I remember that. I stocked up so much. And he, he was relentless. Sorry, yeah. okay. We can talk about Kingdom Hearts at another point. I had two more games to talk about uh, before we get into the college level games, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that was Kingdom Hearts. The second one that I have is Pikmin. Do you know Pikmin? I, I, I've never played it, but I'm very familiar with Pikmin. Okay, so Pikmin is great. One, space. Love space. Space is great. I love space. Space is so cool. But uh, basically, you're crash-landed on a planet. You find these things called Pikmin, and they help you pick stuff up. And you have to bring the Pikmin to help you pick stuff up back to your base so you can create more Pikmin so that you can find someone and rescue them. And so uh, you just befriend Pikmin, and they follow you around like lemmings. It's fantastic. You also have Pikmin that are element-based. So Pikmin sometimes aren't able to go into the water, so you have a water Pikmin. You have an electricity Pikmin. You have a fire Pikmin that is... Uh, immune to fire you have a white pikmin that is poison based that if something eats it which is really sad but if if one of the animals that are your enemy eats this white pikmin they will die and you have a purple pikmin where if you throw them they they act like a rock weight and so you throw pikmin this is the only way to transfer pikmin by the way you throw them and most of the time they do a really nice arch but this purple pikmin is like 10 times heavier than all the other pigments. So when you throw it, it does this little double double bump. Like when you do a double jump, it does like a, like a flip and everything. But then it crash lands like Kirby when he does B down in Super Smash Bros. Down and B. He, he like, or whatever. And he wishes whatever you want him to. And I loved the purple Pikmin, but you can only make purple Pikmin so frequently. And same with white Pikmin, whereas the red, yellow, and blue had their own home base. Which is really limiting, let me tell you, because there's one object that uh, only purple Pikmin can carry, because purple Pikmin can carry 10 times more weight than regular Pikmin. And it, I did not have enough purple Pikmin to collect that last little object, but it's great because everything's like miniature. So you're picking up like a bottle cap, but it's the size of like a tire if you were the size of the Pikmin. And so you are basically like these miniature little ants that are picking up everything. Oh my god, Pikmin are ants. I didn't realize this. Anyway, it's adorable, and you just had to rescue things and complete puzzles and not get eaten by by bugs. And it, it's such a cute, cute game. And there's a third Pikmin. I played Pikmin 2 and Pikmin 3. Pikmin 1 was a bit, apparently time-based, and I never played it. But uh, Pikmin 2 was collect-object-based, and Pikmin 3 was, you now lost the president. Find the president. And... So yeah, Omar and Louie are the two characters that I think are in Super Smash Bros. And the third one was the the president, and you had to find him in the in that one. So uh, it's just a very nice heartfelt game, and I actually completed that one. Uh, and the music's so nice, and the Pikmin are cute. It's great. It's just a very nice game. Yeah, I never played Pikmin. I, I know it exists. I never <laughs> played it as a kid, and I think at this point, it's a little too late for me to play Pikmin. But I can I can <gasps> appreciate that game. I would play it now. It's, really? I play, yeah, I would play it now. It's it's a puzzle game, and I grew attached. I would actually, I actually might go play it later. Now that I think oh. about it. But anyway, uh, the my last game is specifically like a category, but uh, overall DDR. Uh, and I guess the category is rhythm games. I loved mobile rhythm games. Uh, Cyphus, I think it's called, but also like Tap Tap Revenge, oh. uh, where you have. Yo, I love Tap Tap no, Revenge. No, you just reminded me of one game. I'll let you finish, but you reminded me of one game that needs to be on my that's list. That's okay, Continue. that's okay. Um, 
Tap Tap Revenge was good. That's where I actually learned a lot of my uh, favorite songs when I was in eighth or ninth grade. But DDR, that's how I lost like a good bit of weight because the rhythm games are amazing. You're jumping around and I never played it like to optimize my efficiency. I was like, I will stomp or I will not play at all. And I will jump and I will say how high and I'll do it on time. And so DDR was so good because I just got to, I only played one DDR game, which was Dance Dance Revolution Hottest Party. And let me tell you, in quarantine, I've been playing that game. I've had that game for 10 or more years and I recently started replaying it and it's so fun. It is so fun to just jump around. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I still know what the dance moves are. I'm literally doing it in my head right now. I'm just like, every day and every time. Oh my God, it's so, oh, that, oh, that one was hard. Whatever that song was, that one's the hardest one. Aside from, you know, the actual difficult ones, but that one I was able to do and it took my breath away because I had to jump so contiguously in doubles it was anyway so i played ddr a lot and i love rhythm games a lot and that was also from my childhood i'm done oh ddr Ping-pong back to you <laughs> so, yeah ddr the only memories i have of that are you go to the arcade and there's just some dude playing at an ungodly speed hitting every goddamn step and i was in awe as a child i want to i wish i could go try and do that now but I can't go to arcades right now. I have a second. I have a second map. When you come over to play, uh, what was it, Call of Duty? Yes. When you come over to play Call of Duty, we will also play DDR. Perfect. That sounds like a great day, honestly. Fantastic. I will also provide beer and wine, maybe, maybe. All right, right, but no, my rhythm game that you reminded me of, Guitar Hero Three. (gasps) Yes. Oh, yes! Yes, oh, thank you. Guitar Hero. Oh, my God. Guitar Hero. I literally Hero. got Guitar Hero 3. Literally, when I moved to Seattle, I bought Guitar you Hero You have 3. Guitar Hero 3? I do! Oh, my God. I I've been, I literally tried to find it on the internet, but, like, I need the guitar. Like the, there, I bought no... it from the internet for, like, a lot of money. Like, $70. That's and, it? Uh, and that's it! And, oh, my God. I, I bought it because I was like, I can make friends by playing Guitar Hero. I did not because of Guitar Hero. But, uh, no, I have it for the Xbox. Oh, Xbox 360. Oh, I need to come visit you. I have to. There we go. There we go. And we'll also play Mario, uh, sorry, Mario Kart uh, on my Switch because I will finally hook it up to the TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but Guitar Hero 3 is, the per- in my opinion, the perfect rhythm game ever made. There is nothing wrong with that game. Prove me That's wrong. Perfect. No, I'm not. I'm not. I can't. Nothing wrong with the game. That's actually, okay, so Guitar Hero World Tour was how I learned a lot of, like, my current, not my current, but, like, at the time, favorite rock songs, because I had Paramore, and I really was into Paramore, and so the fact that this, that Guitar Hero World Tour had Paramore in it, uh, I, I played through that thing constantly. Oh, and what's it called? Guitar Hero 3 had, um, Cliffs of Dover. That was a killer song so, i love guitar, that song the guitar hero 3 playlist is still one of the best like rhythm game playlists i've ever seen in my entire life barracuda was so hard to play oh god i could never get that right and i i was i was so close to expert i played hard like i played the entire thing on uh medium and then the entire thing on hard except for clips it over i didn't get past that one but um when i got to expert barracuda just killed me i couldn't play expert barracuda Oh my gosh, it's like you have to like, you have to actually strum it at the right rate and it, like your hand just starts cramping up. Yeah, and then you had to do it like up and down. I only played like doing it on downstrokes. Same! Yeah. <laughs> wait, there's wait, some wait, people wait. that play it only on upstrokes and no. I, they are heathens. Well, I was going to say, listen, there's no wrong way to play a video game, but you people are playing Guitar Hero wrong, all right? It's 
downstrokes. You take your thumb and you stroke down with your thumb. That's it. And okay, so apparently for Barracuda, you have to like hold the thing and go up and down really fast. But it just, no, I couldn't. I, I couldn't, couldn't either. I couldn't do myself like that. <laughs> oh, my, my Guitar Hero 3, easily. That, that's on top of the list. Like, I played that game at so many people's houses. Like just swapping off. Oh my God, so good. I had that, I that, that gets, that has to get thrown in there. No way it doesn't. Yo, but um, Guitar Hero World Tour, the introduction of drums, game changer. I rock, love that. Yeah, Rock Band too, for that matter. Like Rock, rock the band, original yeah. Rock Band, the original Guitar Hero World Tour, Rock Band, and Guitar Hero Three, three best rhythm games of all time. Fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad we talked about this because we definitely did not have this on our list earlier. No, do you were the second you said rhythm games, I was like, holy shit, Guitar Hero. How did I forget that one? Yo, but like mobile game, Tap Tap Revenge. That was basically my first. Like that's the thing oh that I actually God. spent money on. I remember that game. Yeah, like you. I remember um, Breathe Carolina. I think that was their name. Had um, the dressing room, and that was my favorite Tap Tap Revenge game to play or song to play. And I remember it was on the iPod, and they ah. haven't updated it. And I think I have one of my old iPods that are totally just like decharged, but I have Tap Tap Revenge on that iPod. Oh my so god! I might, I might charge it up again and play it because that was so fun that was one of the first i touched that was an i touch game not an iphone game and i yeah i had touch an i touch i never had an iphone you're right i had an ipod touch that's oh how God. old that game that's a that's a that's actually become a class that is now a classic i could officially you have my steel tap tap is a classic tap tap's a good tap tap's a classic oh my god and i tried finding other games to to replace it but it's not the same i i just there's something so mesmerizing about like just hitting hitting buttons on time <laughs> that's it really it really is but it, it got it did it, it got you i got you yo i follow this uh streamer on facebook he he's just a beast at guitar hero i will send you a link to his videos but it's just he he kills it on expert and he just looks at it he's just like so calm and he's like yeah i'm just playing jazz man but he's like you know shredding it on the on the guitar here guitar. through the fire and flames on expert i remember there was a kid who went on LA and played it. oh that's a, such a favorite song have you played that on beat saber oh that's another game yes oh beat saber we well okay there's a v we have an overarching topic of vr games we'll save it but beat saber is one of the best games ever Oh, 100%. And have you played Fire and Flames on Beat Saber? Yes, not, I have. Should. I can officially say I beat through the Fire and Flames on Expert Mode. It doesn't matter that it wasn't on Guitar Hero 3. I can still <laughs> say it. It matters a little bit. Guitar Hero is the is the bar that we set, okay? Only, only medium or higher level uh, through the Fire and Flames pass rate, okay? Because hard or higher, I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. It, through the Fire and Flames on Expert Guitar Hero, is I, I still couldn't do it. This many years later, I know I can't do it. Oh, it's just button mashing at that point. And like, you know, okay, from my history and my experience with Super Smash Bros., but again, we're not talking about games we don't like right now. Uh, button mashing has a huge extenuated history with me. So through the Fire and Flames just devolved into Super Smash Bros. level of hate. <laughs> but I love the song. <laughs> love the song. Oh, man. Actually, oh my god, when I was coding in January, I only listened to that album. The fi the album that had Through the Fire and Flames on it. The entire album's just gold. Like, not gold, but like, at least close to gold. Like, Feldspar. Like, it's so good. It's just, it's just a bunch of, like, angry shredding. It's fantastic. You should listen to it. There's no better way to get yourself in the zone than to listen to angry shredding music. Angry shredding. Anyway, okay, so Pong, Ponging back to you. Yes. All right. So moving forward now, 
So Guitar Hero, that was also, that was a middle school game. It kind of died out before high school. So, but moving on, entering kind of college, not the year before college. So to this point, me and video games are mostly multiplayer, thoughtless games I'm doing with my friends. Where things changed for me a little bit was when I played The Last of Us. Now, I had never not played story games before this point. I had played, obviously, the Call of Duty stories. I had played Assassin's Creed. I had even played Uncharted. Like, I was no stranger to single-player games. Oh, and God of War. Great, great series. I need to play God of War, yeah. Yeah. The Last of Us, though, that was the first game that showed, to me, that video game storytelling can be a piece of art, can be as good, if not better, than a movie. It, I gained a very new appreciation for video games after The Last of Us. And also The Last of Us 2, which comes later, but The Last of Us is perfect. There is nothing wrong with that game. And I it really and- gave me a new perspective on gaming. That It would take me a while to fully understand, because I was only in, I was a senior in high school, so still a little immature, couldn't fully appreciate the game. Looking back now, though, that's, Jesus Christ, that's a deep game. Uh, so you remember, I think it was like one or two podcasts ago, I said that that night I would play Last of Us. Uh, I did not. I am sorry. But also my PS4 went through a little crisis and I had to reboot it from scratch. I will have you know, Monster Hunter is safe. Uh, but, uh, the Last of Us, like, save stuff that I had, which I didn't do much of, like, was deleted. So I'm going to have to start from scratch again. So, but yeah. I need to play Last of Us. And uh, speaking of Last of Us 2, apparently the Seattle skyline is pretty accurate, no? Yeah, from what I understand, like, they actually did, like, the game, like, IGN did the thing where, like, they did, like, in-game, and then they, like, pan to, like, what it looks like in real life. And it's really <laughs> similar. Whoa, I need, I need to look that up. But, okay, so I think... There's an artist, and I've been listening to him on repeat for the past 30 to 40 days on Spotify. His name is Sean James, and I think he wrote a few songs for The Last of Us Part 2. So you should, you should, I'll send him, I'll send you some of his Spotify songs. They're, they're my favorites so far. And they're really zombie apocalypse, you know, impending doom style songs, and they're really good. But that's not what we're talking about. Last of Us, great story from what I know. Zombies are always good. Spores are interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any problems with The Last of Us. Yeah, no? that game just gave me a new appreciation for what a video game could be. And it would be a couple of years till I really appreciate it for what it is. But looking back, that was like where video games for me went from mind-numbing blind shooters to an experience, a real experience. I think that for me was when I mentioned Kingdom Hearts, that was probably it. Portal maybe, but definitely Kingdom Hearts because that was a series. So, you know, I'm glad you had that eventually. Um, I'm going to take the ping back. Sorry. (laughs) No, take the pong. Take it. Take the pong. Okay. Um, So I mentioned all of those games. You know what? I don't I don't want to mention the next one on my list. That was, you know, chronological order. But I will mention a story game that took a lot of my 2012 away from me, which was Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So I think it I've took never... it away from a lot of people. <laughs> but I just remember, I mind you, I never played like an, I want to call it an RPG style game. I think that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Open it's world not RPG. Like, it is open world, but it's not like World of Warcraft open world. Uh, so I, I th- always thought it was like a baby style open world, but now I understand it is like, there's so many things going on in Skyrim that it's pretty much open world. Um, and so that was the first game that I, I got to like level 40, I think pretty far in the game. Uh, and that was like the entire summer going in between 10th and 11th grade. Yeah. And so 
I remember just over the summer, I got my first boyfriend and we were just in my basement and I would play Skyrim sometimes. It was great. Um, it was just so cute. But at the same time, like he also, uh, we would just also like switch off playing sometimes because I just did not know how to fight the dragons. But eventually I learned and uh, that was just a really fun open, like my first introduction to open world and character building and a story game. I remember being very surprised that I could be very specific with what I wanted my character to look like. I was so happy about that. And like their background, I the fact that I had the opportunity to be like a high elf was mind blowing to me. And I, I loved the ability to like build characters and everything like that. Now it takes me three hours to make a character, you know, such as my life from cyberpunk. I took me like two hours to uh, just make my character. Wait, did you, Andy, you customize everything, right? I do. You saw my monster hunter character. She had green eyeshadow. Yeah. No, no. Like I'm saying for cyber, wait, did you play cyberpunk or no? I played like two hours, yeah. 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. I, I just know from that game that everything is customizable. Oh my god, don't, uh, that's, okay, so I should not play Cyberpunk, basically, because I will spend all of my time on, on customizing. Andy, but yeah, so, no, like, Andy, when I, I, there's, there, I am very much insinuating, yes, everything is customizable. Oh, is that a negative? No, it's very, it's a positive, well, I guess it depends on who you are, but I'll explain, if, like, ev- when I say everything is customizable, Andy, everything. Wait, are you talking about, like, genitalia? Yes, <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. What? I was joking, but you're not kidding. No, Andy, you I I watched like a couple of gameplay clips. Like you can like if you're a guy, for example, you can customize how your dick looks. You can make yourself circumcised, uncircumcised, big, small, sh- like everything. And then if you're a girl, same shit with oh. your with your boobs and everything else. It's actually wild. Wow, customizable vaginas. Yeah, we are living in the future. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, I did not realize that we would devolve into this uh, cyberpunk conversation. Yeah, uh, we're getting I off think topic. I just a little I, bit too customized, but okay. Listen, uh, that yeah, game is so Skyrim. Got, Skyrim it's got controversy. Great. I just want to point out that's fucking incredible that they took the time to do this. Back that's to Skyrim. Incredible. That's fantastic. Back to Skyrim. I don't think you customize your dick, but uh, you can be a stormcloak. That's fun. Uh, or than the Imperial Army, I think it was. I re- oh, that was also my first game where you can collect loot from a body. I always loved that. I thought loved the opportunity to just ransack a grave. It was fantastic. <laughs> that actually was the reason I loved Skyrim. I loved looting and I loved collecting objects. Uh, you oh yeah, scavenging. Oh yeah, survival and scavenging games. That I think Skyrim was the way for me to be introduced to hoarding games. I'm going to call them hoarding games, where basically you can get to the point where you just start hoarding materials because you don't know when you'll need it and um i think this was also before i played minecraft and so that's not that's the one i didn't want to mention because i figured you might want to mention it because minecraft holds a place in both of our hearts but you're also the one with the youtube channel that has minecraft on it so but yeah like the hoarding style games the survival uh scavenging farming games i think skyrim was a good first start to that aside from animal crossing I'm going to send you a video when this is done. It's from College Humor. You will appreciate it. But continue. No, 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 no. So, like, Skyrim was just a really awesome game. I think I got halfway through the story, and then school started up again. Uh, I might try playing it again, but I think I got my fill of it. 
Uh, I really also enjoyed leveling up different traits. I think that that was really interesting. And it also got into like the, it made me a lot more creative with like gameplay mechanics and RPG style. Uh, I, I guess it's more like Dungeons and Dragons style leveling up of your characters. And you can like choose which characteristics you have. So I was thought that, that was super interesting. And that definitely like influenced my level of play or my style of play in later years. Yep. So I have my own opinions on Skyrim. I'm going to save them. I know a lot of people are already yelling at me for even insinuating that this might I might not like this game. We will we'll unpack that though very rather shortly. But anyway, we'll come we'll come to that in due time. Back to back to me. <laughs> I sound so selfish. But college was a little interesting as far as how games were cuz I got a little bit busier, couldn't play as much. What it mostly what college mostly for me was when it came to video games was again, the living room slash split screen game i remember there i got more story games like the new god of war on playstation again games could be an experience that if you haven't played that go play that but i just remember that i said it at the beginning of the episode mario kart me and all my roommates gathered around one of the oldest tvs you can imagine like it, it had like the three like the red yellow white cables not even hdmi playing on one of the oldest consoles ever built and that was all we needed then Fortnite got really big while we were in college. Again, I have my opinions on that game. We'll discuss. But when it first launched, incredible game. For the first couple of weeks we were playing it, all of us gathered around the couch, passing the remote, trying to get our first victory royale. Mind-blowing. Video games, it, I can't even point to one particular game. It was more what video games, like what the parts that I liked there were the camaraderie. Like where everyone bonding over the same thing, coming together, or the really deep story that you got in a video game. That's what college was for me. So I don't want to harp on that too long because I can't point to like one game. I guess if I could point to a couple, it'd be Fortnite. Strangely enough, NHL, because me and one of my roommates, Alex, got way too into that game. Every single time we play, I am the uh, Syracuse Crunch and he is the Rochester Americans, which are two AHL teams, American Hockey League, which is like, the NHL minor leagues. Don't ask me why, but it's like a rivalry and we just go at each other's throats when we play NHL together. And that's what feel like NHL is just a classic sports game. There's nothing special about it, but it has a special place in my heart. And that's what video games were for me throughout college. Like even you, like I think we bonded over Injustice, right? We talked about this. Oh God, Injustice Gods Among Us. That's We played that the first night I met you while we were both drunk at your first apartment. Exactly. Right? I might have been Victor's apartment. Uh, oh yeah, it was Victor's apartment. Yeah, but it was like a it was a birthday party. Was it Victor's birthday party? It probably was because it was like his. He was one of the first birthdays of the year. No, so. but I baked him a cake. Are you sure it wasn't the beginning of the year? Because I think I came to his birthday party the second time. Mm, maybe it wasn't his birthday. Maybe it wasn't. Remember, I baked the cake and I forgot that I had to use confectioner sugar instead of raw, like regular sugar. I do and so that. one one out of the seven scoops, like one of the seven cups that I used for the frosting, was made out of regular sugar instead of confectioner sugar. So the frosting was crunchy. Do you remember that? I that do remember that. Oh my god! People liked it. I liked it. Oh, Some people good. did not like it. It was so good. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah. video, yeah, that's what yeah. video games were throughout college. I could point to like the four. It, it was less about the game I was playing and more about what the people I was playing with and what it meant to be playing with them. That is See, now. Yeah, go ahead. It's sorry, changed yeah, now. No, no. Yeah, it's definitely changed now. But for me, when I was growing up, a lot of my games were single player based because 
you know, I had to share a GameCube. I had to share with everyone. So, uh, cause you know, I grew up with siblings and we only had like one GameCube or, you know, I had a handheld device. And so a lot of my childhood with video games is finding time to play by myself because it was me time. And so growing up, I never actually played multiplayer games. I think partially because I didn't want to fail and didn't want to like have to be good at the game. I wanted to be able to pause it and go get a snack or I wanted to pause it and just, you know, figure out what I wanted to do, look up stuff. But uh, so I never really played multiplayer games until college where I played, you know, Call of Duty with my friends. That was the first time I played like a living room style game. Aside from Mario Party, I feel like, you know, those um, party games, if you want to call them that, like Mario Party, we had like Mario Party 4 through 8. And we would just play those as cousins. I also did play Smash Bros. I played a lot of, you know, those controller connects to console style games, but I hadn't really played them with anyone outside of my family. So a lot of the other video games I played were just by myself. And so a big portion of this past year, 2020, was learning how to play online games, especially with you and Tarush and Victor uh, and everyone, because we started playing Monster Hunter. I know you started playing Monster Hunter a little later, but Victor and Chris and Tarush had all played Monster Hunter previously. And back in February, I think it was February 22nd last year in 2020 when I first started playing it. Uh, but that was the first time I actually got online to play with people and there was like etiquette and, you know, it, like I got used to it from having so many like group chats, but that was the first time I actually played a game with someone online where you're trying to level up and you're trying to complete a level and you know, it's just, I think the TLDR to that, though, is that Monster Hunter really became the first multiplayer game that I thoroughly enjoyed, and it was kind of like a level-up game um, to play with friends. So that those are the types of games that I like to play with friends. Um, and similarly, you know, Among Us and Fall Guys, those are all also really good online games to play. So I think uh, Monster Hunter now holds a really, really nice warm place in my heart as well. But that's just because that was like, the way to rekindle my friendship with everyone from college, especially you, Matt, but also like Tarush and uh, Chris. I hadn't really like spoken to Chris before playing Monster Hunter, actually. So, uh, like, I spoke to him a few times at parties passing, but never really like had a conversation with him. So, I've definitely like made a lot more close friendships from playing Monster Hunter and getting my brother's old PS4 and everything like that. I agree. Like, um, I spoke to like uh, in college, I'd spoken to Chris a couple of times, but. N nothing too great, but net, like once I got Monster Hunter, you, Chris, I started talking with Victor more, Tarush again. Um, like Just great. Absolute greatness. But one game actually that you turned me on to that honestly, <gasps> I'm shocked I hadn't played before was Minecraft. <gasps> yes. So, Finally, the last topic. Yeah. So we're kind of coming more present day, the games that really stick out to you. Minecraft, it almost sounds stupid. Like, it's the number one sandbox game. Of course, it's on your list. But it, it's more than that. That game is pure creativity. I, I can't even explain what it is about that game. But there's always something to do, and it's not prescribed to you. So games like Skyrim and Fallout, they prescribe you quests, and it's all already planned out what you're going to do, kind of. And you just experience it. You make the story in Minecraft, which really resonates with me. Like I can hop on every day and do something new and unique or something that someone else has done but make do it my own way and something about that game just speaks to me plus playing with friends is tons of fun that when you and i did the 1v1s and i got my ass thoroughly whooped hilarious tons of fun allegedly not you won at the end oh yeah i got all those bonus points i got all those magical bonus snarky. points I'm sorry you didn't deserve anything anyway yeah minecraft 
amazing. And uh, one of the big things is that it's a survival game. It's a hoarding game. It's a scavenging game. It's It's got a lot of creativity. It's got a lot of open world features. There's a lot of mods you can do to it. And I don't know if I told you this, Matt, but I think I probably did. I took a Minecraft course in college. Did you know that? Maryland offered a Minecraft course? Yes. You're so, shitting me. No, I'm not. So part of the computer science curriculum, you could take three one credit courses and one of the courses that i took was minecraft and <laughs> so that's actually counting towards my major but my really good friend alex uh not your alex my alex he uh created a curriculum where they could teach how to do circuitry using minecraft redstone and so we had to get on minecraft and complete uh circuitry style projects so you had to create like create and nand or nor xor gates and then create like a multiplier or an adder, like an actual adder that you would put in a logic gate. And you had to do it using Minecraft blocks and redstone. And eventually for our final project, we created a mini computer with like eight bits of RAM. And I was in charge of, I think I was in charge of the RAM for the project. I completed it for the, for the four other teammates that I had. But uh, no, no, I Minecraft is like so integrated into my gaming and my play that it's so easy to pick up with my brother. It's so easy to, you know, learn from it, learn from all the mods and watch Minecraft Let's Plays. Like a huge, a huge portion of my streaming history and, you know, my appreciation for uh, gaming videos comes from watching Captain Sparkle's Minecraft Vanilla Let's Plays in order to learn how to play Minecraft. So Minecraft is like a huge history with me and I, I love the game. I do get tired of it sometimes because it does get repetitive if you're not creative enough. But if you have like the creativity shtick, then, you know, you can go ham with that game and you can play, you know, anything you want. I, I, have, so, I, I have a Minecraft series on YouTube and I have so many ideas for that series. I am very excited. I'm excited to watch. I feel like I've commented on every single one of them and I continue, I keep, I will love to continue to do so. I love it when you comment on them. I think, I think I only comment on like the first few seconds though, because then the rest, I just, I want to watch it. So, so Minecraft, that's a game that I knew, the type of games I'm into now, it's going to be one of three games that really hold a special place in my heart. One, the, the games that are just, the story is yours. So funny enough, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 is coming back around for me. I have started playing that again because it's the same shit. Like, the story is yours to make. It's like the OG sandbox game to me. Like Minecraft is still number one purely because of what it is, but Tycoon is number two. Typhoon. The, yeah, Typhoon, Rollercoaster Typhoon. <laughs> then the next game that now has a special place in my heart, and I think it's the culmination of my, stor of my story with story-driven games, is The Last of Us Part Two. Now, a lot of people have their opinions on this game. A lot of people do not like this game. I think this is, again... Like The Last of Us, just a perfect game. I wouldn't change a single thing about it. I know what people... Yeah, whoever hates Last of Us Part 2 is just afraid of change, okay? Accept yourself. A little major character death never hurt anybody, okay? Exactly. I, I, this is the, like, the analogy I like to use. If The Last of Us Part 2 were a movie, we would be throwing so much praise at it. We, this would be winning Oscars, but it's not a movie. I just think gaming isn't ready for this yet, where... This is going to be the first game that it's it's not a happy ending. It's not you're not doing what you want. You don't have all the control. I think in time people will accept games like this, but it's still too early. Gamers are very stubborn people. It is the first of its kind. It will not be the last of its kind. Oh, and, ho, ho. Yes. 
And I am all in on these these new games, these games that are all about the story. Sign me right the fuck up. I'm here for it. Even if it's the type of game where you can only play it one time, I will happily throw $60, $70 at it if the story is good enough. So speaking of games that you don't have to play only one time, my current favorite game that I've been playing, I have not finished it because I refuse to spoil the ending for myself, is Subnautica. So the part of Subnautica that I think is just beautiful is one, the graphics are amazing, especially even on like a regular laptop. Uh, It's an underwater based game. And so the sun rays, the water moving, like it's, it's really well done. So that's the first part. The second part is you, there is a story you can follow, and the way that the story progresses is either you create or you accomplish a milestone, or you play enough, you put enough time into the game for it to trigger an automatic, like, okay, cool, let's just give him the next clue to finish the game. Like, so, so you can finish the game eventually, but you don't have, you don't really have to do the stories immediately if you wanted to play the game. So that's like the first part. Like it's technically a story game and you can play for the story, but it's not the be all end all of the game. The next part is it's a survival hoarding based game where you need materials in order to build the next thing. So I need titanium in order to build, uh, you know, whatever the next thing is in order to build whatever the next thing is so I can make a submarine. And so in order to get the titanium, I have to go out and look for uh, metal salvage parts and I have to bring them back and I only have a limited amount of oxygen, food, water, and health. And so in order to beat the game, I have to hopefully not die, but also make sure that um, I'm able to reach all the storylines if I wanted them and then discover new materials. And so there's just so much to do in the game. It's not open world. There is like a corner to the map, but I feel like because there's a corner to the map, it makes you have to, you know, dive into all the cave systems and actually explore, which then helps you go through the storyline a lot faster because the storyline is hidden under the seabed and it's just, it's really great, and Subnautica is the current game that I'm playing. But again, it, it, it's a good story. It doesn't you don't have to rely on story in order to enjoy it. And I feel like I can play it multiple times because there's always a different way for me to approach um, the game. When I first started playing it, though, I had no idea what I was doing, and so I was like, I guess I'll just hold this fish for a while until I realize I could eat it. So uh, <laughs> it, it's not very tutorial friendly, but it's definitely like once you get the hang of it, you have intuition for the game. So it's. It's it's really, really nicely done, I think, for me. That's, Sub- that's a current game that I like. Is Subnautica multiplayer or it's only single player? It is multiplayer, yes. My brother and I are going to start playing multiplayer in a bit. I don't know how multiplayer it is, but you should you should get it for the PC. I think I'm because the games that right now, like they don't I can't say they hold a special place in my heart yet because I've just really started getting into them, but it's these co-op open worldy games. So like No Man's Sky? So, no Man's Sky, but that's not really co-op. That's the thing. Um, uh, it was going to be, though. Yeah. It? It's not... Yeah. The games I'm talking about are Among Us, for example. It is, it's just like the game where you, you need friends to play it, but that enhances the game as a result. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube lately. Raft is getting really popular. All the streamers getting together and playing Raft. There's now a Rust server, which is a game. It's a inventory game where there's no true objective. It's just like building bases, surviving, scavenging. Or Call of Duty Zombies. It's, again, coming back around for me. It's these co-op games, the games you play with people. If I'm playing a game, it's for one of three reasons now. It's to stretch my creative muscles, a la Minecraft. It's for the story, a la The Last of Us. Or it's to play with my friends, a la all those games I just listed. So Subnautica 
that sounds like the game for me because if I wanted to, I could play with you, for example. And it sounds a little bit like underwater raft where you're progressing. There is a story. You don't have to do the story, but it, it's just that it's about playing together and expanding the journey, upgrading yourself and learning new things. And those are the games that are really starting to resonate with me. See, it sounds like you have a lot more noble intentions towards games. Mine are predominantly based on I want things, I must hoard things, I must take things from my environment. So a lot of my games are that I think are in my top are just, I need this resource, how do I get this resource? Now how do I get this resource times 10? And so any kind of like farming sim, whew, like that, that hits the jackpot for me. So right. I feel like a lot of mine are, I, I did not mention farming sims, but I went through a stint one summer where I would just play three hours of six different apps worth of farming sims uh, on my mobile phone. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of my games are based on like survival and farming for resources. I really like those games. I don't know why. It just scratches an itch, you know? Have you ever played Raft or no? No. You look up Raft, you, are the, you would love Raft. Okay, I will. I will after this. And if you like it, let me know because we'll play it together. It's a ton of fun <gasps> with friends. Yay! Yep. And okay, we were going to talk about games we disliked, but we are currently sitting at an hour and a half recording. I think we maybe are going to turn this into a two-parter episode. What do you say, Andy? Hey, I get to be on another episode. Exactly. Of course you could be on. Are you kidding me? No matter what, you'd be on another episode. Hey, I, I just forced myself into being a co-host. This is just how it happened. Oh, no. You earned the co-host seat, Andy. Woo! Ah, good. Yep. So I think... I think we can leave it up there. We kind of went through, you and me both, those games that either that have that special place in our heart that really resonate with us or and the games that are beginning to resonate with us. Like gaming is evolving and your tasting games will always evolve. I think that's just, that's kind of human nature. Said, well said. I completely agree. Yep. So we'll leave it up there. Stay tuned for part two where we will do the games we dislike. So that might be a bit of a more negative episode, but it's not going to be a hate episode. It's going to be, this is the reason why they don't resonate with me. And that here's why that's okay type thing. It's I think it's it's worth it's worth unpacking though. I'm curious to hear what you have to say because I think there are a few games on your list where I well, would I, some I agree yeah. with you for sure. Others I'm a little like hmm. We'll, we'll talk about that. Well, you can be respectful all you want. I'm a shit on these games so hard. Who needs Smash Bros? Sorry. Okay, this is anger for next week. That's your teaser. That's your teaser. Stay tuned. Ah! But for this episode, it is shameless plug time, as always. We will never not do the shameless plug. Shameless plug. I'm Rocket Lines, eventually. Uh, So far, just call me Andy. That's it. (laughs) Yes, and I am Matthew, a.k.a. The Deadly Showman. I'm on YouTube. I'm The Deadly Showman. Twitter, at The Deadly Showman. Instagram, The Deadly Showman. Twitch, The Deadly Showman. And so, guys, I hope you're liking the podcast. Stay tuned for next week or whenever the next episode goes up where we will be unpacking those games that do not hold a special place in our heart. Or if they do, they hold it for the very wrong reason. Fucking Smash Bros. Fucking Smash Bros. Stay tuned, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you soon. See ya.